It's September 17th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Well, hello, everyone. We hope you are all doing well and having a fun week or I guess month, whichever, whichever it is, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we had a lot of fun last week doing the mentoring podcast. And I wanted to thank my niece for putting that suggestion in our head, uh, and also providing us with some questions. So that helped, helped a lot, but she actually texted me today to say she listened and liked it and to say, thank you for, thank you for using my idea. So, you know, that was kind of fun. And then she she followed that up with a quick text about she went to University of Virginia for her graduate degree, and she just got an email today or yesterday from them, from the Alumni Association, asking for people to mentor uh, the new graduates. So she may actually get the opportunity to go ahead and be a mentor, just sort of unintentionally, but here she is. There you go. Time to step up then. Yeah, well, and she's like, well, I don't... I just don't know that, you know, I've been doing this for a little while, but I don't know if I've got a lot to offer. I'm like, you probably have a lot more to offer than you think you do. So, yeah, so I'm ho- hopefully she'll have time to do it. I know that that there's been a lot of, I don't say turmoil in our office, but as we mentioned on the last podcast that uh, one of the project architects passed away unexpectedly. So she's been sort of thrust into a new role and scrambling, but hopefully she can kind of get her feet and maybe find a little time to help someone else out. But we thought this this week we might sort of veer off into a, a totally different direction from mentoring. As most of you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, James and I went to see our, well, my in-laws went to see his parents over Labor Day weekend. And we got back and we went for a walk. And James said, well, I know this is kind of a, a weird question out of the blue, but what are we going to do when we retire? <laughs> And I didn't have an answer because I don't think I knew what I was going to do. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, uh, 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 I, I don't know. And the interesting thing was he didn't either. So, and, and I think I sent you the picture of, did I send you the picture of, of his dad's trains? Oh yeah. He, he had a magnificent setup. I loved all the models. Okay. Yeah. I, that, that is what his dad is doing in retirement. It's been about nine years. And so if you go to his parents' house and go into the basement, they have a big walkout basement. On the one end, you have my mother-in-law's side of the world, and it's all of her sewing and quilting supplies and machinery and all that sort of stuff. So that's what she's doing. On the other end of the, of the, of the basement is my father-in-law and his giant train setup. And all of his train boxes, and he's still still working on it, still building it. And he has two levels now, but there's going to be a third, and I think he's going to build some kind of mountain. And so this is what they are doing in retirement. And we couldn't think of what kind of a hobby we might have if we did retire. I don't know. Do, do you think of yourself as having any hobbies? I'd like to think. I, I do like gardening, dog training, and and obstacle course work with them. So I, I I like playing tennis on the side, but 
Well, geez, <laughs> when, when, when you sound like when, when you put it like that, I sound like an 80 year old dude already. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe so. But I mean, all I could think was I don't really have a hobby that I can think of. I like to read, but I don't know that that's a hobby. And then, of course, it came up to the question of the bigger question of whether or not I would actually retire. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today was really retirement, because I'm not not rapidly approaching that age. And Matt's nowhere near retirement age. But there's a question of why don't architects retire? Because I really have a hard time seeing myself not working. And I don't know if it's just that sort of mentality, you know, that sort of architect mentality, or if I'm just maybe afraid to. I don't know, but but we thought it would be kind of interesting just to touch on that a little bit because we'd see a lot of architects that don't retire. And, and Slate had a really good article about this, and they were talking about some of the bigger name architects, people like I.M. Pei and Philip Johnson, who quote-unquote retired. I think Philip Johnson retired at 85 and worked until he died. I think he was in his mid-90s maybe. And I.M. Pei retired at 72 and then kept working for another umpteen years. So there is that idea that, that maybe we, we don't retire. We just keep designing and keep on going. And the two things that, that sort of hit here was that the first thing was that most architects that you see, you know, people like Gary and, and I guess pay and which is probably not really true, but these, I guess, architects really hit their stride in the architecture field sometime in their mid sixties. And I think that could be somewhat true for some of them, but I think that's kind of a hard thing to say blanket wise. Um, mostly because I've, I've, you know, I, the first guy I worked for certainly didn't hit his stride, quote unquote, in his mid sixties because he had been working. Um, he'd been an owner in a firm since 1965 or 66. So he had been doing this long before his 60s, probably started somewhere in his maybe 30s. So, and he had been busy ever since. So it's not like, it's kind of hard to say that that's what's going on. But the other aspect that they talked about too is that clients tend to look to older architects because they're more experienced. And so there's a bigger comfort there maybe. But again, that sort of, it sort of negates everybody that's not 65. <laughs> and and I, I know Matthew, I mean, you're what you're 31. So for you, that's kind of like a cheat, like, okay, no one's going to talk to me until I'm 60. Yeah. And, and that's actually kind of tangentially related to retirement in my mind and, and something I can personally relate to because I have, definitely been on the receiving end of the that client bias towards older architects. So I get why architects only reach their peak later in life when that sort of stigma goes away. Uh, and as a younger architect, there's just some questions that a client may ask that we might have to go find an answer from someone a bit more experienced. But it, it, it doesn't diminish our capacity to design or propose something really cool. And for me, it's been a source of a little frustration to, to be passed over because people just don't trust the inexperienced younger architect. 
I have a license to practice architecture, just like everybody else in our profession does and, and are required to. And we all jump through the same hope, same hoops to get there. And for a newly minted architect with another 20 or 30 years to go before your career peaks, what does that mean in terms of retirement? Well, to me, it means that, well, I've had to wait around this long, so I'm going to stick it out as long as possible when I get to that age. I'm going to be building up my portfolio until that time. And then when I get to that age where where the clients are starting to, the I guess, the silver hair syndrome, when you start to see a little bit of silver hair, then they're like, ooh, I can trust him. And, and, and boy, when I get there, I'm going to milk that experience bias as long as I can and stay and as long as I can stay sane about it, because <laughs> that bias probably won't have gone away by the time I get there. Oh, yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about that, the whole silver hair sort of thing. Oh, oh, you're you're turning gray. You're you're more mature. You've become wiser somehow. I hadn't really thought about that. But but I suppose that there there is that going going on. So you've actually run into this just in, in what you've been doing. I've been in client meetings where where I, I will make a decision and and everybody around the table is like, yeah, that sounds good, but then they immediately turn to turn turn to the 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 head of the firm and they're like, oh well what what do you think? I'm like, well guys, I'm 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 here too. I I <laughs> wait. <laughs> You know, th- this was a perfectly reasonable solution. Like, why, why can't we just continue on? Like, like, yeah, like a normal course of business. Like, what? what? Well, yeah, but but you know, I mean, I mean, you're just the the junior guy. They want to make sure that the the senior guy approves it. I I hadn't honestly. I, the funny thing is, is like, unless your boss is saying something differently the minute you get done. I don't know why people, I mean, I, I can honestly, I can see why people would do it because yeah, it, it's, you aren't the firm owner, you're younger in their head. You don't have the experience. So I, I can kind of see that. I don't know that I've ever, ever run across that. I probably have and just totally ignored it. Um, maybe not. I, I don't know, but now granted by the time I started really getting into architecture and I already started getting a little gray. So Maybe there was this misnomer that, or this misbelief that I knew more than I did, which oh, that's be kind of dangerous. But it's a shame you actually have run into that. Um, I can certainly see wanting to get to that point and think, well, you know what? Like you said, you know, I've waited this long to get here. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> but, but on the flip side of that too, I think I think there are that sometimes maybe there's also an ego question to it you know what i don't want to retire because maybe there's a sort of validation in what i'm doing because people are coming to me and asking for my opinion and then of course there are the architects out there who just think that already think they know better than everyone else and you know that that i think that requires some attention yeah and i and (laughs) i didn't mean for it to sound that cynical but but it oh you're young it's fine you got plenty of time to be cynical <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, and 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 another reason I can think of that, you know, re- retirement may be not in the cards for some architects is just because the job requires a creative mind, and and to me that 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 doesn't just shut off 
when you've decided to retire like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go quietly and and read and and do whatever else people do in retirement i i'm not planning on retiring but <laughs> spoiler alert i guess but it seems to me like that that kind of mentality doesn't lend itself well to just sitting quietly and and just staying home at the end of the day yeah yeah and, and i don't know that it does either i think there is you know james always says that his his goal is to retire and sit around and, and eat bonbons which i again have a hard time seeing him do but i think there is that notion that there is something going on on that creative side that you feel like you, know, you, you need to f- fulfill that and that you can't turn it off that you're always going to be looking at stuff and designing and by the way as is Faye aware that this may be one of those sort of occupational hazards of the job that you might not retire so quietly from the industry that you might actually kind of keep going even though she's ready to stop? Yes. Yes. Faye is definitely aware that this is part of the territory of uh, architecture. Uh, we both do have traditional retirement accounts in case the day ever comes when I was ready to hang everything up. Well, I mean, that's, that's as, as everyone should, you should be planning for that stuff. But, you know, I, I think too, that it, it, for the spouses, I think they just sometimes have to acknowledge, I I think James is aware. And I think that was part of the problem we were talking about when he asked, what are we going to do when we retire? And I just had to tell him, I don't know that I see myself doing that. I don't see myself retiring, so I haven't thought about what I'm going to do when I actually retire. But but you, you we were talking earlier, and you had not earlier on the podcast, obviously, but off to the side here, and you had talked about there really when it comes to architecture, though, there's like there's the two groups of people, and yeah. I think you know we fall into the second one, but but the first one's the what what you were calling the career architect or the 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 job architect. Yeah, the just in in noticing as I've been going through my career and and meeting new architects and and switching jobs and things like that, <clears throat> I, I've tend I, I've I, just observing other people. I, I've tended to notice that when it comes to retirement, people in the architecture industry, in my opinion, generally fall into two different categories. The first being the group that that really just treats architects as, or treat, treats life in an architecture as any other job. They have a license to practice in their, in their state, but it was really only there for the pay jump and the promotion that comes with getting a license. And they have a life outside of architecture and have very defined boundaries between the two. And that means that architecture stays at work and doesn't really intrude in the rest of their life. Obviously, that's not the case here. We're sitting here running a podcast about architecture in our spare time. So I think we can safely exclude ourselves from this category. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet. And, and um, well, because you know some architects like this, and, and one of my old business partners, her husband was very much that, that architect who this was a job for him. And he went to work in the morning, he got off at five, and then that was that. And he came home and hopped on his bicycle and went, you know, riding for you know ten or fifteen miles, however long he did it. Because architecture, I think, for him, a lot of the times, really was just a job. But but we really don't fit into that 
category. Um, and I don't know that you and I ever will. And that's, yeah, and that's really the second category. It's, it's the architects who have a SketchUp model of their house and, and really just did it for the fun of it. <laughs> They're the architects who go about their daily lives and are constantly looking around their environment, judging all the new buildings that pop up around town. And they're the kind of architects that start a podcast about architecture in their spare time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the ones that, you know, like, like me that will do public speaking or I'm involved in some other group somewhere, or there's, you know, it's, or there's a blog to write. Um, Bob Borson, who does life of an architect blog and podcast comes to mind in that respect, because he does have a very, what I think of as a very traditional job with an architecture firm where I briefly worked. But at the same time, he he is that person who has been doing this this blog for, oh, God, probably close to 12 years now. And just in the last year and a half or so, has started doing the podcast. So, yeah, I, I think you have those people who it is more encompassing maybe in our lives. Um, we're, we're less likely to compartmentalize that stuff so that there's the architecture just sort of permeating throughout. I don't know if that's, does that sound, is that the right word I'm using? You think encompassing? Yeah, I think that's an accurate description. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's, I guess it makes me feel, well, it's nice to know that we're not the only ones anyway. <laughs> Unless of course, you know, it comes to retirement and then we have a problem. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, when it comes to retirement, the, the first group, as we've been discussing, you know, will retire sometime in their 60s, having done the job and called it a day. But the second group, as, as we've just said, just doesn't don't know, know any better. Yeah, just don't, don't know, know any better. And I think you and I would fall firmly into that group. And yeah, and, and personally, since I'm, I'm still a ways from this type of decision, the, 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 the thought process in my mind is, I guess, equivalent to if I won the lottery tomorrow and money was no longer a factor in my life, I, I in, in this thought experiment, I would still be doing architecture because I quit my day job and start my own firm and choose my own work and maybe finance my own buildings, too. That'd be fun. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's that old equivalent of what's the ideal client, you know, what's the ideal project for an architect, and that's to have no client and an unlimited budget. And of course, you know, that's, that's you having won the lottery. And I think the same thing. I'm like, you know, if I won the lottery, I'd still be working because I'd probably be designing our house. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'd just hire somebody else to do it. But yeah, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Wouldn't be able to help myself. So yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I think I think that's that equivalent. You you, by the time you quote unquote retire, now you have free time to to do stuff for you. But it's still going to be architecture, and of course, you know, you said that's that's the sort of long long game for you because you've got quite a few years to go. Um, luckily, I guess. Um, and, and smart enough that, you know, at least for both of us, our spouses are, are fully aware that, that, yeah, um, this is going to go on for a while. So you better just buckle up <laughs> and, uh, and, and just, you know, just enjoy the ride. Cause, cause we're probably not going to stop, but the, um, 
so we have those, you know, those two groups of people. But the other thing, other factor here, I think about retirement too is, and this is a sort of maybe the unfortunate side of things that I think there are architects because there are so many solo practitioners and they don't have necessarily access to, you know, they, you can't always be contributing money into a retirement fund. You can't be building some sort of stock portfolio necessarily. So you are in a position of, you are sort of self-sustaining. So it's not that you don't want to retire maybe, but that it's, you can't afford to. And I, I don't know. I, I haven't, I, I honestly wish I could say I've talked to a lot of older architects to, to sort of get that, that viewpoint, but that's just something that's in my head that, that I think as a profession, there's a, probably quite a few architects who really, you know, you just can't afford to retire. Hmm. Well, that's kind of depressing. Kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty depressing. But I mean, now luckily you and I both have spouses who work in sort of financial-ish kind of arenas. Um, certainly more numbers games. So I think they have probably done a lot of planning for us. And and knowing as long as I've known you and as long as I've known Faye, I'm I'm imagining that that phase pretty much got you sort of worked out very much. So we, uh, we, we've had multiple talks like this and, and, and you're right. Uh, working for a, a small firm with limited access to, because my, my office doesn't reimburse any 401k or anything like that. I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. So no, that's, that's, that's the interesting cause, cause you work for a small firm and they don't, you know, the nice part about working at a 3000 person, 3000 person firm is that they probably have a retirement account that you're tied into and they're probably matching your retirement as you're going along, but you work for a smaller firm and that may not always be the case. So you have to look outside of that to sort of set, set up your own and and make yourself a little more financially viable, so to speak, uh, over the long term. And and like I said, I think you know, you and I both have have spouses who have that that mentality and that bit of planning. So that those things are being factored in and and are being addressed and and taken care of. So yeah, I I think when it comes to retirement, I think there are you know a lot of different factors there. Um, but I do, I, I honestly, I think out of all of that, I think the best thing is what you really, what you really touched on the whole idea that you've got the people who like to just do the job. And then you like the people who really, for them, this is, I'd say more than a career, this is our life and this is just what we do. So maybe retirement isn't something that's really, you know, I don't know what we should be talking about, um, because we don't see ourselves doing it. I think that's a great place. <laughs> I think that's a great place to, <laughs> I think that's a great place to end it there. God, are we getting maudlin again? I swear every time we talk, I, I seem to get a little maudlin. Maybe it's just that, you know, I'm starting to get a little old and crotchety. Ha 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 ha. But, <laughs> but you still have two, two very young children to, to, get through high school and college and maybe grad school and off and married and out of the door. So, um, uh, you get a long time to go before you start thinking about retirement. But if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Oh my God, that's me too. Well, 
best of luck to you. I, I think I think I always tell people, you know, I, I like the fact that we have dogs and not children because I feel like at some point that, you know, I don't have to send them to school. Yay. So get, get into retirement and not have quite so much to worry about. But enough about that. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, no idea what we'll talk about next time. Um, we're going to have to, Matthew, do you have any any thoughts maybe to what we might be be sharing in the next the next go around something a little more exciting a little more less modeling i i have a couple ideas but they're on a sheet of paper in the other room so i'd have to go get it out <laughs> well that's fine well i also know you tend to keep a lot on your phone because i which i'm i'm actually quite impressed by because uh i honestly couldn't tell you what's on mine but in the meantime, you guys, uh, hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the pandemic uh, as best you can, so to speak. Uh, for everyone who's had to go back to school and send their kids back to school, I have clients right now who they're both teachers. And all I can say is whatever these guys are getting paid is not anywhere near enough. So as frustrated as you might be, trust me, your teachers are just as frustrated. So kind of just, I think it's one of those things to just kind of roll with it and hang in there. And hopefully by the end of the year, things will kind of get themselves worked out. But in the meantime, go have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Matthew, thank you for hanging in there with me on this topic. I know it's kind of a not a pressing thing for you, but it just it just popped in my head, like I said, when we got back from, from walking. So uh, everyone have a great weekend. And if you want to reach me, of course, you can find me on Facebook, Spotted Dog Architecture, and on Instagram and Twitter at Spotted Dog Arch. And Matthew can always be found at? At Arch Geek Matt on Twitter. Okay. And, and from what I understand, Matthew's been trying to get the website tweaked so we can actually have an Architecture Geeks website to send you to. So hopefully here in a few weeks, we can get that done. And you can see our shining, smiling faces and go, oh, really? That's what they look like? Oh, Okay. <laughs> in the meantime uh we'll talk to you guys next time and uh have a good weekend bye bye 